Hey everyone, it's Amplified with Jordan Emanuel. Today I'm super excited to introduce you to one of my favorite astrologers, people to follow on Instagram, and someone I'm just generally a really big fan of. Um, her name is Elisa Kelly. Tell us a little bit about what you do, how you got started, what you're working on. Jordan, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. I'm such a fan of you. So this is like truly delightful. I am Aliza. I'm from New York City. I live in New York. I am a celebrity astrologer. I am a host. I have a podcast called Stars Like Us, and I host an array of different projects. I'm an author. My third book called This Is Your Destiny is coming out at the end of September. I'm very excited. And yeah, I'm a Leo sun with Capricorn rising and a Pisces moon. So I'm really like all over the place. I love that. I'm actually a Capricorn sun and Virgo rising, Virgo moon. So I'm. Oh, shit. Okay. Be very intense, especially right now we're in Virgo season. So I'm like, can I get this little crumb of break? But it's fine. (laughs) I've always been into astrology, also always been into astronomy. Like I just love all the elements. Um, And even in college, I studied Greek mythology. So like, it's all kind of intertwined and connected. And over COVID, I really dove into trying to teach myself how to actually understand charts and understand, you know, placements and degrees. And I didn't even realize there were so many different types of systems to read. So over that time was when I actually discovered your podcast I think I had seen it on IJ Jade something's Twitter, who I love also. And I, she was on one of your episodes. So that was one of my introductions into your podcast and kind of what you do. And to me, it was interesting because from the mythology standpoint, you know, you had like the God of music and wine and like certain things. And then it got me thinking, like, I wonder how that transcends into modern music and how we kind of represent ourselves or if we're drawn to certain songs or genres because of our own placements and because of those like influences. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and kind of know like what genres do you think are ruled by what and why? (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to talk about music because music is actually my biggest passion aside from astrology and, you know, the magical work that I do, but it's very much folded in for me. I'm a Pisces moon. Pisces is the Zodiac sign that is most associated with music. My parents are both musicians. My fiance is a musician. I am on Tinder. When I met my fiance, I put in my bio, I'm, you know, like hobbies, ethnomusicology, because I'm obsessed with like learning, sort of chronologizing, studying almost to an obsessive degree, music, music genres, periods of music, mostly in the 20th century. Like I'm, it doesn't really go into like the classical origins of it, but really from anything from 1920 on, I'm really interested in. And I have such a deep fascination and appreciation for. So music genres, I mean, I don't know. There are so many different types of genres. There are so many different types of ways that people could appreciate and listen and enjoy music. I definitely think that people who have 
Pisces placements or heavy Neptune influences, Neptune being the, or even Jupiter influences, Neptune being the modern planet that's associated with art and spirituality and creativity and sort of that like nebulous siren song of being a mermaid. And then Jupiter, which is the traditional planet of expansion, of abundance, uh, the original ruler of Pisces. So people who have heavy Neptune, heavy Jupiter, heavy Pisces, and then of course the antithesis to that. So Virgo placements. Virgo is sort of the practical application of Pisces, which is the nebulous abstract kind. So Virgo placements also tend to really be big music buffs because there is that correlation and that antithesis to, you know, opposites in astrology operate as the same. So anything that's on an axis is going to sort of yield similar results. Wow. That's so interesting because that obviously I am very heavily Virgo placed. So I'm like, where's that come from? Because I never correlated Virgos with music or anything like that. So that's such an interesting um, little tidbit right there. I had no idea. And that reminds me that when I was right before COVID, I actually had my first DJing gig. And I feel like when I think about my placement, that usually surprises people. And I'm like, I don't know, it just feels like natural. So now I can say that that's the case. And that's why. Yes, definitely. And everybody has every zodiac sign and every planet in their birth chart. So even if it's not your sun or your moon or your rising, when you pull up your whole birth chart, which is a snapshot of the entire sky at your time of birth, you're going to discover certain characteristics, right? So as a Virgo rising, this means that your ascendant is Virgo, but your descendant, your seventh house cusp, what's on the other side of the horizon is Pisces. So in a lot of ways, what we're striving for and what we're striving towards is the descendant, not the rising sign. The rising sign is sort of status quo. What we're looking to bring into our life is the descendant, is the seventh house cusp, is the DC. So for you, it's like Pisces is kind of the solution. You know, that's kind of the medicine. So that committing to and being sort of moved by music and finding yourself being pulled towards music, abstract art, spirituality, and, you know, nonverbal connections is very much what Virgo and Virgo rising is on the quest for in this lifetime. Wow. That's so interesting. I had no idea. I think when I was learning, I was learning about like remediation, remediating like certain energies. So my Jupiter is right next to Virgo in the 12th house. So it can be either I'm a manifesting queen and things are great, or it's like extreme self-doubt. And so a lot of the time I'm like, okay, so how do I change this, shift this energy to the more positive side? So I guess that's kind of where that music comes in to provide that kind of escapism from my own self-packing partness. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that's so cool. Do you think that certain placements are drawn to certain music, like types of music? Sure. I mean, if you were to do like a listicle of like different genres for every sign, I'm sure that you would do like, you know, Aries as like, something that you can like high beats per minute music, right? Something that like gets the heart racing. Taurus is probably like some like pina colada vibe, like chillaxing on the beach, you know, just like something mellow and lovely. Gemini are the best lyricists. 
Gemini are, we have so many famous Gemini artists and, you know, some of my favorites are Tupac, Biggie, Bob Dylan, Prince, Kanye, Paul McCartney. Stevie Nicks is a Gemini too. Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Um, there are just, I mean, it's, you couldn't even list all of them. Andre 3000, like there are so many incredible Gemini artists because Gemini are the wordsmiths and Gemini are coming up with ideas constantly. So they're in flow always with language, with communication, with their words are always about sort of conveying different messages. So Gemini is, I would say that something that is like, you know, lyrically heavy or intellectually or cognitive heavy, something that is really clever and sort of takes you on a, on a ride. Cancer. What would I say for cancer? Emo, probably. Leo is going to be like disco. Ooh, I could see that. Virgo is going to have to be some sort of like super technical, precise, something that is like really, there's a lot of skill and technical skill involved in. So, I mean, I guess then that could transcend different genres, but it's going to be something where you're like, oh yeah, like that's like a perfect rhythm section or that's a perfect baseline. Libra could go anywhere because that is the spirit of Libra. It's all about balance. So it's like, oh, if you want to do like top 40, you could do top 40 with Libra. If you want to do some alt stuff, you could do alt stuff. Scorpio, we got to give like, you know, grunge, metal, (laughs) something that is like intense um, <laughs> some Aussie, even though Aussie is a Sagittarius himself, because Sag, I think is going to be world music. Sag is extremely worldly. They love to know everything. They're really, you know, they ride on being know-it-alls constantly. So Sag is going to have to be sort of like, oh yes, I learned this. Did you know that this comes from the Himalayan mountains? And this was originally produced in 1963. And then it was covered by blah, blah, blah. Capricorn is, I mean, some of my favorite Capricorn, I like, I'm obsessed with David Bowie as a Capricorn. I'm obsessed with Dolly Parton as a Capricorn. I'm obsessed with Elvis as a Capricorn. I think that Capricorns are like music that demands respect, music that is like in the canon of important stuff, you know, and I think Capricorns see themselves and obviously as a Capricorn yourself, maybe you could speak to this, but I think Capricorns really see themselves in success stories and are really inspired by success stories. So you're also looking at sort of like, artist genre, you know, like artist ruled genres. Aquarius is probably going to be like some freaky house music, (laughs) disco, like deep beats, house, something intense, bizarre, like that I couldn't probably listen to because they're always doing something really odd and progressive and innovative. And then Pisces is all of it. Pisces is every genre. It's the melting pot of absolutely everything because that is what Pisces does, it's, it just absorbs and concludes our Zodiac. So it kind of just takes in all of the different medleys of things and puts it all in the same stew and says, it doesn't matter what the genre is. I love it and to stand it all. <laughs> you know, as we conclude on Pisces, I was thinking about like the artists, as you were mentioning some people that were, you know, certain signs. I feel like we really hear that, especially in Rihanna's music. Because she started off pop, sure, but she also had her Bayesian influence. And sometimes we got like a crumb of rock, you know what I mean? And she kind of was just very fluid in her artistry, which I feel like you said is very Pisces of her. 
so I'm trying to think of like other artists that embody their sons. I feel like Scorpio Drake definitely has. Yeah, he's my favorite. Examples of a Scorpio. I just really like Katy Perry as a Scorpio. I think that she's a wild card Scorpio, but I think she's a good one. Lord is a Scorpio. Ooh, I could see that. Yeah. That one comes out happy. Mm-hmm. I feel like are kind of all over the map a little bit, ironically. You know, there's a ton of them. Ton. Britney, Christina Aguilera. Yes. Jay-Z. I mean, there's so many. It, it's endless. Yeah. Keith Richards, Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, Billie Eilish. It never ends. A long list. And ironically, most of my close friends are Sagittarius somehow. And they love to remind me when it's their season of all the the artists that they share birthday seasons with. I feel like Beyonce's Virgo-ness definitely is apparent. Yes. I think Michael Jackson's Virgo-ness is also very apparent. Is he Virgo? Yeah. Hardcore. Those moves, those could only be done by a Virgo robot. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) now I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But Freddie Mercury, also a Virgo, Amy Winehouse, a Virgo. There are some unexpected Virgos, but all Virgos are perfectionists. You know, they're all very, they are all really dedicated to their craft, to the nuance of it, to making sure that every single detail is, you know, is absolutely exactly where it needs to be. That's awesome. I was reading... I don't remember if it was an article or if it was just like a Twitter thread about something, the way that Pluto is about to move into, I'm not sure, but how we're going to see a lot more rock again. Like, you know, that time during, I think we're around the same age when it was like, we were maybe middle school, we're taking back Sunday and like the use and my chemical romance. There was like a really heavy, like warp tour moment there and I was reading about something to do with Pluto is about to re-emerge that similar energy and it was like right around the time that like Olivia um, Rodrigo came out with like her kind of like Paramore vibes and Willow Smith was coming back and I'm hearing a lot more Machine Gun Kelly is like coming out with more rock and you know Travis Barker is kind of like re-emerging what is happening how do the planets from a bigger perspective kind of influence the music that we hear on the radio or what's popular? Well, I'm not sure what the Pluto transit would be. That sounds really interesting, but I have definitely been, I'm really excited about 2022 from a music perspective because Jupiter is going into Pisces. And as we talked about, Pisces is associated with music and Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces. So it is really happy to be hanging out in Pisces domain. And this traditionally is an association that is big for art of all kinds, but really with an emphasis on music. We saw a little bit um, that also correlated with that brief moment in 2021, where it started to feel like things were returning to normal and people were going back out to music and people were going out to clubs and people were dancing again, which is just like so lovely. And Then Jupiter went back into Aquarius and we're seeing some more restrictions. We're seeing some more sort of boundaries, but Jupiter returns to Pisces at the end of December and of 2021. And then throughout 2022, 
Jupiter will be in Pisces. And I think that, you know, what I'm really anticipating is a musical renaissance. And I'm excited to see new artists emerge on the scene. I'm excited to see our favorite artists come out with really groundbreaking, innovative work to sort of level up, you know, where everybody is going to be finding a, an even more sort of like an edgier, more artistic, more innovative type of sound. And I think that there's just going to be a lot more space for musicians and there's going to be a lot more space for music. So it's not going to all have to feel like it is the same artist over and over again. And don't get me wrong. I love the same artists. Like I have no problem with the top 40, but after a while, everything starts to sound kind of repetitive, you know, without a lot of musical diversity in the radio. So I'm really excited to see new artists come back. I'm excited to see fucking bands again, to be honest. Like it's been a minute since we've had some good bands. We have a lot of solo artists, but good bands coming back, I think is definitely, we're overdue for that. I agree. I actually went to, when things were looking back up, I went to my first concert in I think two years, it was Guns N' Roses. And I also realized, I'm like, wow, I haven't seen a band in a minute. It's been individual, you know, like little club appearances or a DJ. But when you have like those people with their instruments and they're really like, you see the interaction between each other and, you know, it's really special. I don't, maybe it's my cancer placement, but I love emo music. (laughs) (laughs) It must be your cancer placements. (laughs) Ironically, most of my placements of Capricorn are in the fourth house. So that, that maybe that's why. So I'm, I'm excited for all these emo bands that are like coming back and like emerging in like that teenage angst. I'm like, oof, this is hitting for me. Yeah, I'm hoping that there's going to be, I, not even hoping, I'm excited about the Renaissance. I really am. I'm, I think it's going to be just absolutely incredible from a music perspective. Okay, so we have that to look forward to. So now I'm going to ask you a few questions about your own personal favorites and a little bit of rapid fire. Okay. Okay. So what is your favorite song? Oh, my God. That is an impossible question. I know. Um, absolutely impossible. I know. But the only reason that I can answer this at all is because the last chapter of my book is sort of an homage to Roxy Music's More Than This, which is the first song on Avalon. And I spent a lot of time sort of talking about that song and its symbolism and why my deep appreciation for it in my book. So I'm going to go with that, even though it's an impossible question. (laughs) Fair enough. Who is your favorite female artist? Hmm. Again, I don't know if these can be favorites, but this is maybe like flavor of the week or flavor of the month. I love so many artists. I'm really trying to give you like the right answer, but it feels I was just listening. This is not my favorite artist, but last night I was just listening to Jefferson Airplane and Grace Slick is so good. I was just so I was really enjoying listening to her tracks but I love the cockatoo twins. Mm. They are some of my favorite. I think that the female vocalist whose name is totally escaped me at this moment is incredible there. I love Susie and the Banshees. So Susie Sue, I mean, yeah, it's going to have to be, I'm going to have to just say it's a lot of people. (laughs) What about male artists? Another impossible one, but I really love Prince. I love Prince a lot. 
I think that Prince and the innovation of how he transformed music and just pushed so many boundaries. I, I don't think music would be the same without him. So I'm, I'm going to have to say Prince. Okay. That's a great one. I love Prince too. One of my favorites. What's your favorite music video? It would have to be Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again because I watched the MTV making a video of that over and over and over and over again. Uh, every time I would get home from school when I was 11. <laughs> what is your favorite astrological element that you've either heard in a song or seen in a music video? Ooh. This is kind of an unexpected one, but it does circle back to some of the artists that we were talking about. So what is that song with Drake and Rihanna where it's like, I know you've been hurt by someone else. By the way, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If you let me, here's what I do. I'll take, take care. care of you. <laughs> so there are so many astrological images in that. And there are so many like mythological associations to the scorpion and to Pisces and watching when that video came out, watching it and being like, oh my God, like they're pulling in astrology. They're pulling in like the associated animals throughout this whole video. That was really delightful to witness. Wow. I'm going to have to go back and relook at that. I recently saw a video with The weekend and Doja Cat. And she's a Libra and she fully was like, had her scales and... He's a Libra or a Scorpio. I know that he's a fall birthday, but I think he's a Libra. Okay, okay. But he, there was some, I forgot what his reference. He's an Aquarius. Bella Hadid is a Libra and they were dating. So that's the conflation. He's an Aquarius for sure. An Aquarius. Yeah, and they, something maybe... But I got to check. Hold on. Aquarius. Sense to me. I can see that. But yeah, they had a whole music video. And I think the whole album is somewhat based um, on astrological something. So I think that's super cool when people, you know, include those little hints in their in their songs or. I love her chart. I looked at her chart not long ago and it's fabulous. I could see that. I feel like she has like that very big presence but it's different it's you know it's original I like it yeah I mean and also like Cardi B is a Libra like Libra's Gwen Stefani is a Libra there are some very like you know Libras can be very they're sort of they're air so they can go between things like you can Libra switches it up a lot to me I feel like the way people associate Gemini's is actually more Libra to me in my experiences where they think that it's like Gemini's are back and forth. And I'm like, all my Libra friends, which is a lot. I think I know more Libras than any other anything. I don't know what was going on nine months before, like, <laughs> over. I feel like it was New Year's. Something was happening because the amount of Libras I know, it's it's not normal. So what is your favorite band? Okay. Um, the Pixies. Oh, I love yeah. Pixies. Damn, I yeah. In a minute. I love that. Yeah. If you could duet with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? I think that like if if June would feel comfortable, I would really love to do a Johnny Cash duet because I feel like our voices would do would like work really well together. But I would only do that if June was comfortable. 
I love that. <laughs> I would I would run through the wife before I did it. Um, what genre would you be? Um, I would probably be new wave. Mm, why? I think that it pulls in. I like the sort of edge of analog and digital a lot. I like the way that that early sort of like synth stuff and the way that disco and punk were incorporated into it, but it was still had like a very poppy quality to it. And it still had melodies and it was still really digestible, but it was very innovative and sort of, it was challenging. Um, But it was still something that could be enjoyed by sort of gen pop. So I think that new wave would cover enough of my intricacies that that would have to be my pick. I love it. That was all the torture. Thank you so much for being a good sport about it. Actually, I missed one of my favorite questions. What is the last song you sang in the shower? So I'm right now listening to this Rolling Stones album from 1980 called Emotional Rescue that I haven't really spent much time with. And this last song is sung by Keith Richards. And it's so unusual and it's so unexpected. I had that on replay while I was in the shower last night. And I was singing along with that. I love it. Rest in peace, Charlie. Yes. It was my favorite stone. Yes. R.I.P. Yeah. Thank you so much. Where can we find you? What are, you know, I know you have your book coming out. What day is it in September? It is September 28th. <laughs> I, I think. But no, it is. It's September 28th. We moved it back one week because, you know, production. <laughs> weird times but September 28th it's coming out it'll be available everywhere I'm so excited I've been working on it for over two years so it is a big work it is straight from my heart so I can't wait to share it with people yeah I can't wait to read it yeah so I'm I have my book coming out people can find me on uh, basically every social media at Aliza Kelly that is where I hang out the most you can go on alizakelly.com as well to just sort of get a lay of the land. But if you are interested in going deeper with any of this material, I founded a amazing virtual community called the Constellation Club two years ago, and we are continuing to grow. We have thousands of members from all around the world. So if you're interested in learning more about astrology or spirituality or magic or tarot or numerology or anything, that is sort of the hub and the epicenter for it. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was such a treat.